I have a number of friends who are great moms, and they get very concerned this time of year about making everybody happy. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. So often we give people a lot of power during the holidays to make us miserable, for us just to feel like we have to do or be a certain way. That you can change this year. season and for some it's a minefield with people with relatives with blended families i mean obligations either real obligations or there's another set of perceived obligations perceived expectations you're feeling it and now let's just mix this up in the holidays there's so many that have a blended situation It's the struggle of blending the old traditions with new. Blending children, maybe from a former marriage. We're trying to get along. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we are talking about blended families and healthy ways to celebrate the holidays. It's the season of gratitude, right? And we've told ourselves already that It's going to be different this year. I'm going to get along peacefully with, it could be an an ex-spouse, could be in-laws. It could be a situation where you've found yourself blending in kids or family members that haven't really been blended up before. How do you find joy in the celebrations when it feels like, and there may be very real battles at every turn? It's that minefield. In a blended family, there's the new married couple who at least have a a spouse who was married before and perhaps at least one child from a former marriage. Further complications come now when both spouses have kids from a former marriage. There are many people to consider, a lot of peace to try to keep, a lot of emotions sometimes to work through because these situations... Sometimes people just don't like each other and they're not making it easy. You're skating on thin ice and the emotions are out there. A lot to work through. And unfortunately, holiday time is the time of great amplification when we hope for family bonding. We're amping it up with expectations, with baggage from the past, with disappointments. 
And when you're looking forward to celebrate, it seems like the greatest disappointments happen. Has your calendar become a big mess with the schedules, all the things you're trying to keep straight, and all the people you're trying to keep straight, (laughs) right? There's already office parties, school parties, church pageants, and it seems like lengthy to-do list. Okay, and that's important. But how do you carve out family time when it seems like you're always in a transition? Mm. And there's the expectations too with the kids. And and it feels like you don't have enough to juggle already and now people are complaining. They're complaining about your spouse's family. There's those interesting ways that family members communicate. Mm. They're indirect jabs. It's passive aggressive. There's perceived expectations power struggles and it can get pretty complex i want to talk about this today you know what's supposed to be a perfect christmas for a new family a blended family and here we are and there's some here in my voice today this is the first time it's been blended together it's a new start but you're finding already you're worried about this new start worst of all you're feeling like you're already compromising to make everybody happy but your stress is going up And it seems like the harder you try, the more that everybody gets mad and their feelings get hurt. You know, at the center, it's a place of hope that it's been now 30 years. And we have had a lot of individuals this time of the year who have sought out help and they have really noticed that their stress is higher, depression is higher, everything feels a little more on edge and Ah, you're skating on ice with people in your life that you're supposed to get along with, right? It's a challenging time and we've seen this. And, you know, I wrote a book called How to De-Stress Your Life. We need to figure out how to de-stress the holidays. Kara, blended families. Yeah, blended. I'm really glad that we're talking about this. I have a number of friends who are great moms and they get very concerned this time of year about making everybody happy, their kids and the other kids and all of the people coming in. They want to welcome everybody and love everybody, make sure everybody feels like they're all part of this big blended family. And then the moms get so tired that later they'll say, what happened to Christmas? And there's the awkwardness that goes with this. It's the first time a situation could be blended. And it's the little girl who says, I want to be with mommy or do I call you mommy? The confusion of the child during the holidays. One thing we need to remember about blended families is they're formed after one or more great losses. Mm. Something's happened and we've had to retool, rebuild, reestablish if it is a new marriage. I mean, no matter how good or great the new start is, they're still grieving over previous traditions previous loved ones that may not be in the mix this year. And we can't help but think, well, what if could have been, we can expect emotions to run high. Both kids and adults can suddenly find themselves sad, disappointed. We go, well, you know, things can never be the same as they were before. And then we expect the worst. Even if we think we have it all figured out, the kids, how is this for them? A greater loss from a child's perspective could be even when the quote non-custodial parent shows there's no real interest in them or it appears that way. 
the awkwardness of a child and young people seeing a parent who's moved on and they feel that disconnect or that feeling of abandonment. It can run deep in these kids, believing at some level that an absent mother or father never wanted them in the first place. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about the extra stresses that blended families face during the holidays. We do have a question from Lydia. She says she has a 13-year-old stepson that she absolutely loves. They have a great relationship, and she really wants him to feel like he's a true part of their family. The challenge is that this child spends all of the holidays with his mother. Lydia says, you know, I think he's open to spending time with my family and traveling with us, but I don't know how to ask. How do I make that happen without hurting people's feelings? I think we always run into the possibility of hurting people's feelings. But I think it's where they feel the freedom, first of all, to share honestly for the young man. He's 13 years old. She obviously loves and cares about him. The potential conflict could be, well, would you like to spend some time with us? And, and of course, his answer is going to be yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, So that's a double bind. So we look for double binds in these situations where uh, you're forced to say something that's because of the situation it's likely going to need to be a yes and if it doesn't work during the holidays and if there's a tradition that says you know he stays with his birth mom then we look at how can i be proactive and this is a good time to do this to celebrate and spend time perhaps the time after christmas up to new year's is a very valuable time and what if we could work out where there could be some days together and we can find some great things to celebrate about moving into the new year. Maybe you can be a part of supporting him in some desires or New Year's goals that he may have. Don't lock it into a specific day or time. See what's possible. Not too much pressure for him. We've always got to look at it. What's it going to be like from the child or the young man's perspective? Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about blended families. Stressed? Disappointed? The center is a place of hope. 888-771-5166. As we're looking at blending families, four areas that we always need to be aware of, and one is the expectation. It starts with our own expectation. What are we expecting things to be like? The expectations that we may have of others? Of course, there's perceived expectations, and then there's real expectations. With expectations can run an area of judgments. If I expect a person to have changed, expect a person to be a certain way, I can be very critical and very harsh if I believe they haven't changed. It's a time for you to separate out what is you and what is others or them. So often we give people a lot of power during the holidays to make us miserable, for us just to feel like we have to do or be a certain way. That you can change this year. There's another one that can be there, and that's conflict. At times you go, I know there's going to be conflict. There always is. And how you handle this conflict. Do I allow it to contaminate everything for the kids that's a big one kids see parents or exes fighting maybe a new spouse gets in the mix and it really becomes a situation where kids feel like they have to take sides adults feel like they're having to take sides 
And so the big question to ask in the conflict is, do I really need to be right? <laughs> What's the expense of being right? What's the greater good that can be created? If I have extraordinary cooperation, will that be something that could be of great good for the kids, for those that are involved? Or am I still struggling with some power and control, feeling a need that I have to be right? Matt has a question. He says he has an 11-year-old son, and he's divorced from the child's mother and has remarried. The son recently asked about the relationship that Matt had with his mother. Matt says he basically had to tiptoe around the question because he felt like he owed him an answer. But the challenge is they really weren't much of a couple. How much truth do I owe him, and when should I share? If we don't share enough, we run a risk of feeling ultimately there could be some betrayal. Right. And then that's going to create some distrust. I'm going to probably even approach this whole situation by saying, you know, I want you to know this. I'm really sorry, but I don't want to withhold information from you. I believe that you can handle this. Share it, but be careful about when we share things and it involves another person, be careful about attacking their character. Be careful that you're not heavily judging another person when you're sharing this kind of information, that it could be harmful, making judgments that are critical, and it really is going to seem like at times maybe more of a personal attack. But boy, to trust another person and say, you know, this is really hard and awkward for me, but I need to talk to you about it, and my relationship with you is important, and here's what I need to share with you. There was great love, and I'm so sorry things have turned out the way they have. It wasn't what was planned. But we're going to always come back to helping the young person to know how greatly they are valued and cherished. As we're looking at a blended situation, we know that 70 plus percent of these remarriages that involve kids, they actually end in disillusion within five and a half years. Mm -hmm. So the probability when we go into these situations of great stress and the potential of this not lasting, the statistics, and we don't want to just go by that. We want God's intervention here. But the statistics show us that this can be quite challenging. And so often, decisions are made about relationships during holidays. It's the person that gets up and walks out never to return in a holiday. Destruction in relationships. Part of that destruction is we feel so overwhelmed by the in-laws, by the blended family dynamics that I can't handle it. And, and people begin to look for a way out. One of the destructive forces could be, I'm looking for a way out through really poor coping mechanisms like overeating, drinking. I'm turning to things that really are destructive as a way of dealing with my stress. Look for how am I dealing with my stress? Or am I trying to overplease? I got these new stepkids and I'm going to earn their love or mm. I'm going to buy their love and they're going to want to be with us. We're beginning to manipulate versus love. In your book, How to Distress Your Life, do you have something that would be like the, the number one thing you would suggest to families? This is something you can start today. Well, I would... Go ahead and take a piece of paper, use a pen the old-fashioned way. Part of what I'm going to look at to de-stress my situations is, first of all, I'm going to write that word expectations. What expectations do I hold of, and now here's what's important, certain people. 
So I'm going into this holiday and what expectations do I hold of certain people to be a certain way? So often we need to come back and go, now wait a minute, they're probably not going to change if you're holding that expectation of them. We're going to have to put our eyes back on ourselves. We're going to need to adapt how we deal with them versus expecting them to change. So watch where your expectations are. Expectations unfulfilled lead to disappointment. Disappointment has the potential to move to anger and besides anger can move over to depression. So watch about unfulfilled expectations. Cindy has a question about grandparents. She says that her husband died four years ago when their girls were 11 and 15. Now Cindy's engaged to a wonderful man and they have plans to celebrate the holidays together. The problem is the daughter's grandparents on their dad's side are having a real hard time with this new fiance. And instead they've asked if they can have the girls come visit them for their own private Christmas how does she handle this? Well, we don't know for sure how old the girls are, but we need to understand there's still some grieving and loss likely still in the picture for the kids. Cindy, she's re-engaged now, even though this death was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's allow a transition time for grandkids to be a part of grandparents even before or after holidays, but not necessarily on the actual day, but to begin to allow that and to show some respect and honor and really the freedom for that, depending too on how old the kids are. If we're talking about, you know, junior high or the high school kids, you know, great. If the kids are really young, there could be some issues there that would complicate this. If they're just too young, for example, and going to miss mom or where that's not going to work. You know, anytime, and this is a great example, but we're dealing with a situation where there's grief and loss and the holidays are going to amplify that, even though here we have a gal, she's going to get remarried, she's excited, she's engaged, but there's still, for others, issues of the loss that are going to be coming out in some awkward ways. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about blended families. I think some of the most difficult is when there's struggles between divorced parents that get amplified during the holidays. They're still fighting. One's gotten remarried and the other hasn't. And not only the fight over who's going to get the kids, but how things need to be done. And we've got to look at this from the kid's perspective. There is awkwardness and kids will feel a need to be loyal to each parent, a desire to try to keep each parent happy. And that just may not work. That pressure for the kids. So look for... With kids, this could be a time where it feels like you're seeing either rebellion, you're seeing some acting out, you're seeing some moody kids. Remember that kids are going to be the sponge in all of this. They're going to be absorbing this. They're going to be feeling, I can't do anything right. And so they may even show a desire to be with others, you know, and they're wanting to escape the situation. So don't be surprised by that. If you just joined us, Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about blended families and strategies to restore joy during the holiday season. Awkward topic of blended families. Sometimes it's going to bring out some unfinished business that you are still working through and your own holiday depression. Everything may get amplified for you. 
So Steve has written in a question on the website. He said, is it okay to put aside differences with blended family problems at the holidays just to get along for the day? His dad was cheated on. And then there've been some problems with alcohol and things like this. And everybody knows about the situation and they want to get along for the day, but nothing's been resolved. And it feels really awkward because they all know that this has happened. If we have an understanding, remember family issues tend to be amplified during the holiday. So all this is going to be felt with more intensity. There is a time where we decide to put aside issues and differences for the sake of the greater good. The greater good may be the kids. The greater good may be a desire to come together on things that we are in agreement on. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you may want to do, find another family or find a mission and make a suggestion. Now, this may be a stretch a little bit that, hey, we're going to go out and use this as a time to serve others. You go down there and serve at the mission in the kitchen, go together and say, let's go down and really serve some others can bring you together. Is there a time that those issues actually are brought out? We want to find ways to reconnect. There are times where we're going to set some things aside. So that really is the point today. Be careful about the expectations. Mm -hmm. We're not going to really avoid issues, but we're going to say a holiday is not the time to deal with everything that we could have dealt with prior to the holidays. Those things that we need to address, let's make a plan and put that on your New Year's resolution. We're going to deal with these issues and do it. But right now, be the model of serving others. Be the model of setting aside differences. When we do service to others, there is a peer pressure. <laughs> there really is. Go, oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I okay, I guess I better too. You'd be surprised how many will actually follow you in doing that. We did that. We said, we're going to do something different this year. I brought extended family down to a mission. They actually served putting food on plates and doing various things. We just made it a total different experience that kind of forced a working together. All right, find ways to work together. <laughs> and bond. That's, <laughs> That's right. I, I love those ideas. That's really good to think about. We do have a question from Wendy. She says that they have a lot of pressure this year about gift giving. Her husband is laid off from work, so finances are tight. Normally, they have plenty of money for gifts, the large and the small, and they really enjoy giving gifts. They recognize that as a blessing that they've been able to do. But now they can't. So what can they do to show how much they care? Well, I'm going to first of all suggest that they write a letter of many of the things they appreciate about the person they want to give the gift to. Mm. Do a gift letter, and then it's how you present the gift letter. That's so neat. Write a letter that you'd like to read as a part of the opening of that present. You can put a letter in that is also almost like a coupon for going and doing something together. Here's all the things I love and appreciate about you. Merry Christmas. And I would like to go and do something special with you. And then you propose something. And I'll tell you, you will be so glad you did. Marriage and parenting, challenging and it's hard work. We got to pray for wisdom and bringing people together and blending situations and people together can even be more complicated. There is hope. Families can thrive. Keep the gratitude present. Gratitude leads to joy. 
We love being around grateful people. So let that gratitude come out. If you struggle with gratitude because there's people in your life that seem like thorns, maybe you need to start the day with writing down in your journal two or three things every day that relate to gratitude. Watch how that can shape your day. like you're running in circles trying to keep up with everybody trying to keep them happy there are so many people to consider when families have been blended there's different schedules different traditions how do you find the joy when there's so much stress as you've listened today maybe for the first time you've realized that some of the problems you're having may be the result of expecting to have that perfect holiday season with your new family Well, it's not going to be perfect, but with some planning and some flexibility, you can find true joy and peace in the celebrations. We'd love to help. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, founder of The Center, A Place of Hope. Together with friend and colleague, Dr. Tim Clinton, here at Life, Love, and Family, we have all the resources that you need to get started. Call us anytime, 855 455-3264, 455-3264. Thank you for listening to Life, Love, and Family. It's good to have you. And if you want to share what you've heard today, go to lifeloveandfamily.net. You can share the program, listen to it again. And I want you to know, a blended family can have joy. You can have joy. Let's find new ways to de-stress our life and find God's peace in the middle of what appears to be, at times, 
a hectic schedule. There is always hope. Life, love, and family. You know the feeling where you're tired and unmotivated and sometimes you get mad for no reason. And maybe you don't like what it's doing to your family or to your job. That's why the Center for Counseling and Health Resources has been there for people for more than 30 years. They take a whole person care approach that'll look at everything from your nutrition, your vitamin balances, your mind, your spirit. Call 1-888-771-5166. Or for help right now, visit aplaceofhope.com.